Welcome to Spark of Faith. This is your host, Kristen Fitch. Each day on the show, I'll be bringing you words of encouragement and stories that are inspiring and will lift you up and provide you with hope to go into your day and just feel a little lighter, a little more hopeful. And on occasion, we'll bring on guests and talk about great and important topics about gathering together and fellowship and faith and how we can just be more beautiful, loving humans. Here we go. Let's get started. Hi, beautiful friends. This is your host, Kristen. Welcome back to another episode of Spark of Faith. Today, I just want to talk about um, feeling alone, feeling maybe sad at this time of year, because while Christmas is such a beautiful time of year with the birth of Jesus, as far as celebrating in the way that our culture has become um, used to celebrating, the struggle is that many of us at this time of year have lost loved ones, or you know maybe it makes the dysfunction in our families or a hard relationship or a strained relationship more apparent, and it really opens up maybe those wounds or those memories. And so I want to talk about that today. You know, how do we navigate through? the season, you know, through the holidays when honestly it brings up more hurt and pain than it does joy and, you know, happiness. So here's a couple ideas that might help you as we go through this season. If you're feeling some of those feelings, which yes, they're completely normal. And there are so many other people in that same situation as you, even though it doesn't always feel like that, because let's be honest, I'm, I'm a Hallmark movie watcher. Binger. <laughs> and, you know, everyone in the shows, it is. It's the same exact format. You know, girl meets guy, girl and guy end up falling in love by the end or whatnot. So, look, I get it. That's just, you know, that's not reality, you know, for most people, but it's, you know, binge worthy, just uh, mindless, I guess, you know, Christmas shows. So, here's a couple suggestions. First, Try to, you know, think about your, you know, what, how you're thinking, you know, in other words, are you starting the day off just feeling down and negative? And is there anything you can do to try to shift that, to shift your focus on the things that you do have around you that are, that are wonderful or just, um, you know, you're fortunate to have. So are you getting to spend time maybe with a friend or are you helping out, you know, at a shelter or maybe you're seeing your family, but those are things to be thankful for. And in other words, can you have a more thankful outlook on life and on this time of year? And if it's hard to just think of it in your mind, write down each day during this time of year, you know, and I would really recommend doing this all year round, just write down, what are you thankful for today? And I know I have like a one sheet, my daily kind of like, what am I working on today? And what are my focuses? On the right hand side, though, I have a space for either, you know, Bible um, verse or a quote. And then I have areas like what it'll be a good day if, you know, and then what am I thankful for? And I fill that in. For me, though, it lets me refocus, like what is the what's important today? Because, yes, getting work done is great and, and important. And on the left is sort of my work focus. Right. And if I have appointments or calls, but on the right is the rest of life. You know, am I doing a good job? Am I doing a good job in you know life? And so, first of all, I think it's try to be thankful even if it's one little thing, maybe it's that you're thankful for your warm slippers in the morning, because I, I don't know about where you live, but here it's, it's getting a little chilly some mornings. And then the next thing is try to take time to, you know, 
pray, you know, and just ask for some, you know, that feeling of peace, you know, and to be able to experience some joy even in the midst of the pain or the struggles. Even if it's just for moments, that's okay. And I think that we need to not minimize that, right? I mean, obviously, it, it really can be so powerful if we actually, you know, take that time to pray and reflect on, on things. The next thing is, small things for me make a big difference. So what are the things that when you do them or when you have them around you? So for instance, lighting a beautiful candle that smells good or putting on Christmas, you know, music or whatever you listen to, Hey Love or something. When you do that, though, to me, those things put me in just a much better mood. I, I'm, you know, I feel happier. There's a little more pep in my step. So what are the little things that if you do, maybe you have a fireplace and you light a fire when you're, you know, in for the evening. So, but those small things really can shift, you know, it because think about it, we're taking in smells and, you know, auditory sounds and, you know, so what are those things that bring back memories for you? Maybe you're baking cookies and, you, you know, you're just baking them by yourself, but who can you give them to? Can you bring some to a friend or a neighbor? And that's the part of the interaction that will bring you some joy, right? It might not be making the cookies. Maybe your kids are grown and you're baking them by yourself now. That's okay. But how can you take that experience and make it something more joyful or connected to other people, you know, to show them you care? And I think that the next thing is for me, you know, try to, what is it that you're feeling? And can you connect with someone else that maybe is feeling similar and you can both lift each other up. You know, you can be someone in their life during this time. Maybe you go get coffee with someone else that you know that's struggling, you know, in a relationship. Or maybe they've uh, lost a loved one as well. But instead of retreating, instead of kind of hiding or hibernating, we need to reach out. You know, that's the time when we most need other people. And I'm not saying it's easy and I'm not saying maybe you feel like it. But what I've found over the years is when myself or, you know, my, maybe my kids or a friend, they're maybe feeling down, down in the dumps or something in their life is hard. It's easy for us to want to kind of stay in and, and kind of, you know, isolate ourselves. But when they actually take that step to connect with someone else, and I'm not saying it has to be in a big group, they feel so much better later because they've had that connection in that time in that intimacy with their friend or, you know, a, a loved one or whoever it might be. So I would just encourage you, it can be a hard time of year and, you know, that's okay. We have to walk through those, those feelings and that, those spots that feel empty, but we can also find joy in the moments. We can find joy in new traditions and maybe in inviting someone else, you know, into our, our world, you know, our little space in the world. And I just want to share with you a couple um, words from Kristen Schell in her book, The Turquoise Table, which is a beautiful book, by the way, about finding community connection in your own front yard. So here's what she says in one of her chapters about hospitality. She says, we've got to debunk the myth that hospitality is the same as entertainment. Genuine hospitality begins with opening our lives. It's just as important to open our lives as it is our homes. And sharing who we are is far more important than sharing what we bake. In fact, sharing our hearts is more important than sharing a plate of chocolate chip cookies. Though cookies might soften us up to share the pieces of us that are shy. 
Hospitality begins in the heart, not the oven. It all starts with inviting people to come to the table. Hospitality is always about the people, not the presentation. That's what the neighbors one street over on Glen Ridge Drive found out. At the same time, I was wrestling with God, wondering how to create community. Two blocks over, neighbors I didn't know yet had similar longings. Shannon, Mary Beth, Mandy, and Amy are all mothers of young children longing for deeper connection. And let's be honest, adult conversation and beverages. Shannon heard about the idea of Front Yard Friday and suggested they give it a try. The concept of Front Yard Friday is simple. Invite neighbors to join you for a casual get-together on a Friday, Friday evening in your front yard. Easy enough, they thought. And that week, the four families hosted the first Front Yard Friday. All they did was show up to Mary Beth's front yard with the cooler and pizza. The next go-round, they created a sign for the front yard to let other neighbors know about the gathering. And why did I share this little excerpt from her book? Well, for two reasons. One, we're all longing for connection. We're all longing for belonging. Especially at this time of the year when, you know, we can feel like we're the ones that are left out. When we see all the pictures on social and we hear about these perfect Christmases, you know, and maybe money is a hard, it's hard right now to come by for us. And so even gift giving is just hard and embarrassing. And it, it, it just brings up these, you know, money wounds, if you will. Whatever the reason, though, it's it's not about those things. It's about connection. It's about inviting someone to sit with you or whether it's at your house or meeting them out. And I just want to encourage us both in this season, invite someone over. And then you also, you know, go and accept the invitation as well if someone invites you. But we just have to be more open and we have to be willing to connect with people. And we have to be able to be vulnerable so that we can experience love in those spaces that are are just feeling, you know, still aching. And, you know, that's it. I just hope you have a beautiful Christmas season and that you have time to reflect. Even if there's these spaces in you that feel like this is a sad time of year, I hope you'll start making some move towards making it, you know, happy, uh, you know, happy within the season. And of course, most importantly, having time to really think about the story of Christmas, you know, if you are someone of faith and, you know, what that means in your life as we step into the birth of Jesus. So Merry Christmas, and I hope you have a beautiful holiday weekend. Thanks again for listening to Spark of Faith. If you enjoyed the show, we would love it if you would share it with a friend. And if you would leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts because it helps us get discovered by more people to spread more hope in the world. So thanks again. And we send a daily little encouragement email as well. Just go to sparkoffaith.com and enter your email address. And we would love to encourage you in your inbox as well.